This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. Sour is being presented by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good information, but most importantly, local information, because it's, after all, real estate is a local thing. It might be cold and rainy in Michigan and hot and sunny here in um, the Central Valley. Um, Although I don't think here in August uh, it's gonna be cold and rainy in Michigan either. Okay, anyway, have a couple of guests to help me out today, and that would be Madonna Fernandez of uh, AAA Insurance and Brandon Uribe of Vio Rio uh, Estates. That is correct. A a real estate broker. And uh, the two of you know one another pretty well, right? (laughs) We sure do. (laughs) And you better, because they are getting married in October. (laughs) Yes, we sure are. So uh, we're engaged and getting married in October. All right, great. And how did you meet? Was it through the real estate industry yeah we actually met at a uh was it a kickoff super bowl barbecue mm-hmm. yeah that one of the local loan offices was having and i we was met getting there. involved in the industry and that's how i met him at an event mm-hmm. yeah, we became I, friends and then yeah i'd been a few <laughs> years in too and so was, you know networking and i was just out there and she was attending i think one of her first events mm-hmm. And uh, that's how it all kicked off. All right. (laughs) Excellent. So see, the real estate industry is this great big industry full of uh, compatible people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there you go. (laughs) All right, so today we're gonna be talking uh, with Brandon regarding real estate sales, an update on the market, which everybody's scratching their head saying, you know, what's going on here? Uh, then we're also going to be talking with Madonna because insurance plays a key role in this whole process, mm-hmm. especially when people say, well, what's my PITI? All right, and we'll get to that, but insurance is very important there. I do want to start off with a little bit of a market update, and I'm going to throw some numbers out there um, for our listeners. And then, Brandon, give me your take on it. But Madonna, I'd also like to hear your, t- even though they're real estate numbers, Okay. how is it impacting your side of the business? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. All right, um, first of all, there are more homes for sale today than there were previously. For example, in Fresno County, in the month of May, 874 active listings that now during July was up to 1,335. So a significant number of homes available. What are you seeing and is that an opportunity for buyers? Yeah, Don, that is definitely an opportunity for buyers. Uh, For example, this past week, I was able to show one particular client five homes in one evening. And I don't think that that's happened since probably, uh, as of recently, it's been happening more but since prior to 2019 i mean something would hit the market and you had to jump on it and you might only have one to two options before so me seeing it out there 
out in the field, I'm seeing the opportunity for buyers, one, to have more choices, and two, slightly less competition between each individual property. I like the way you said that, slightly less competition. Could you expand on that? Yeah, so everybody wants to move into something that's remodeled, a great area, uh, priced well. You still have a big pool of buyers that are looking for specific properties. However, you also have another pool of buyers that maybe are not looking for the same thing. So what I'm seeing out there is if a property is not fully remodeled, not in as great, say, of an area and a, maybe a lower price point, the competition will drive itself out in the sense that you're not seeing four or five offers on a property. You might be seeing one to two offers, which works out really well typically for the first time buyer because they are typically in a lower price point um, because that's their max qualification as a first time buyer, right? which in the last few months, that's been benefiting us significantly. We've been getting closing costs. We've seen less competition. We have a shot when we're out taking a look at property. So it's, in my opinion, depending on property and depending on price point and depending on condition of property, it's slowly moving over into what I would say a buyer's market in some cases. And even if a property has multiple offers, you now have a shot still bringing your buyer in if you still have a multiple offer situation. Okay, yeah, I, and I see that myself too. Um, there's less competition, although I, I thought it was, you made me smile when you said you showed five homes. That used to be normal. <laughs> Maybe before your time, but that, that was normal because there was enough inventory. In fact, I remember back in the 90s when I would be preparing a list of homes to show my buyers, and this is what normal was. I would go and I'd probably find 10 to 15 homes, and I would look them over, and I'd try to pick out the five or six best ones mm -hmm. to go show, and best being for what they wanted. You know, they might have said they... They work at Manchester Center, so they want to be close. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would look for stuff like, like that. Pick out five, go look at them, and typically you wouldn't make an offer the first time or the second time. It was usually the third or fourth mm -hmm. time looking. After you narrowed things down, you know, after you looked at enough homes, a buyer would finally say, you know, we don't really need a formal dining room. Or we, you know, we really need a bigger uh, bed, bigger bedrooms. And that's what the process was like. Um, then I took a, a course on time management and everything got better, you know, where I was managing my time. Then the market shifted mm -hmm. <laughs> and time management was out the window. <laughs> yeah. Because all of a sudden you weren't showing five homes at a time. Now it was like, hey, here's a new one that just came up 11 minutes ago. We better go look. Yeah. Then you'd have to tell your son, sorry, Stephen, but I can't make your soccer game tonight. <laughs> yeah, because you're showing, right? As soon as it hits the market, you're out there showing because you have no other choice. Yeah. To have, it, to have the, the possibility of getting an offer accepted, you have to be out there before anybody or within the first few days. Yeah. But my son was cool with, you know, not um, – making the soccer game, he'd say, 
Dad, just go out there and make enough money so we have enough for pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the pizza ready, I'll still be happy. Yeah. yeah. See, he had his priorities right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, as far now, that's active listings. Um, they're st still almost the same amount though going into escrow. So how do we explain that one? So in May, seven hundred and eighty-nine. And yes, it's down, but to only to 684 in, in July. So not, it's not dramatic. Uh, so you see a lot more homes on the market, but almost the same amount of sales. I, if I had to guess, I'd say that those are the buyers that were very serious uh, through the the, the hype of the market where you had the multiple offer situation, rates were, were low. Um, the fact that almost the same amount of properties are now pending or in escrow, I'd have to say that those buyers stayed in the pool of being buyers even when the rates rose. Uh, and because of that, I consider those the more serious buyers. They're still actively looking and they were finally able to get into contract. If I had to guess, I'd imagine it's gonna start to slow down month after month because those pool of really serious buyers are going to now for the most part a lot of them are going to be in contracts so you're just going to kind of see maybe a, a slight decline in properties in escrow at one given time mm -hmm. if i had to guess okay and you do have to guess that's why you're a guest here on welcome <laughs> home radio speaking of guests i'd like to ask madonna from the insurance side of it are you seeing a slowdown in the market or are you um, insurance wise? Yeah, insurance wise, I wouldn't really see too much because there's just a lot of shifting. So a lot of uh, clients have became new homeowners that were renters. But then I also have seen that a lot of my clients who own uh, rental properties have decided to sell those properties. So therefore, we were declining in rental properties, a lot of rentals um, that for landlords. So I seen a decrease in that. Um, home insurance, of course, has had an increase. So I do see a lot of more uh, new homeowners um, shopping around a lot more before your agent that helped you with everything. They kind of would just go to one agent. I feel like with everything getting increased, especially home insurance and uh, materials, um, that has had a shift. But I have seen a lot of uh, rental properties being sold by my clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an interesting thing. So. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk more about that when we get back from our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Madonna Fernandez, of AAA Insurance with us, and she is an affiliate member of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And then her her good friend, and the guy she's gonna get married to in October, <laughs> Brandon Uribe, uh, via Rio Estates, real, real estate. You know, you have a lot of syllables there in yeah. that name. Oh, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Um, on insurance, what? Well, let me ask a very basic question. Okay. Why? Let's say somebody does not 
have a loan. Nobody's saying you have to have insurance. I think mm-hmm. it's not mandatory by state law or Correct. anything. Uh-huh. Why should somebody have insurance anyway? You would be shocked to know that to maybe 99% of people that do not have loans, I'm the first person they call because they want to make sure that they have that house insured before they've even purchased the property, even if it's a cash, all cash. Um, so mainly people, it's about protecting your investment. So insurance is there to protect your invested investments and also your liability for being in a future lawsuit. So people get scared when you tell them, well, you're going to lose your home. That's your biggest investment. So and that shocks people and gets people very scared. Also, too, your future earnings of being in a lawsuit. Anytime you hear a lawsuit, people also get very scared. So that's the reason why insurance is needed, but also people tend to always purchase it. Yeah. And relatively speaking, it's not that expensive. No. Um, I guess the insurance companies have done the the calculations Uh (laughs) and thought, hey, we're going to win this bet. Oh, by the way, I got to tell you, this is going way back. A friend of mine explained insurance to me. Uh You're going to love this. He called it legalized gambling. Mm -hmm. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, think about it. You're putting $1,000 out on the table saying, I think you're going to, the insurance company is going to lose this year. Mm -hmm. They're putting $200,000 on the table saying, odds are we're not. Mm -hmm. And so legalized gambling. It's a good way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah. But um, that's one that you don't want to do without. Mm-hmm. And I can see that too. The people that maybe own a property free and clear. Yeah. Those are the most um, clients that actually look up their renewals. They have their renewal dates. Um, a few clients that have rentals and they're paid in full. Those are my clients that come in two months before the par- the policy will expire just to make sure it's active. And they always want to pay years in advance, which is not, you're not able to, but that's how much they want to protect their investment. I've heard stories that insurance companies are wanting to leave California. Is that true or? So actually, now that you bring that up, um, we did have um, our insurance board. There was um, an article that came out and I did look into it. Um, AAA is actually, we're part of NorCal, so we're located here in California. We're not going anywhere. But GEICO has actually closed down all of their branches in Southern and so they actually have one office with a few agents um, in San Diego. So they are actually looking into moving out of California entirely. Why is that? Um, due to homeowners, a lot of the client, a lot of um, insurance companies didn't see a lot of this loss coming out. Like earthquakes are backed with California, and national flood is not backed with a third-party insurance company. So pretty much, long story short, with insurance uh, is. It's just a lot of money up front that you need to make sure these people or their investments are protected and a lot of these insurance companies are can't afford it. So mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I I had a client one time who owned his property free and clear and had a lot of money in the bank. So he felt like he could self insure. Mm-hmm. But he also wanted to make life a little easier on himself, so he hired a property manager. Mm-hmm. Property manager said, where's your insurance policy? Oh, I don't have one. I'm self-insured. I got this much money in the bank. I loved what the property manager said. 
good, then go find another property manager because I won't take the, take the job unless you're insured, mm-hmm. um, which made a lot of sense because liability mm-hmm. is in there. And, oh, part, I forgot this part of the story. Mm-hmm. The guy, with, the owner was saying, hey, if the house burns down, so what? You lose your job as property manager. His response was, no, there's the liability involved, too. So mm-hmm. explain to us the liability part of an insurance policy. Uh, so personal liability protects either if you're the homeowner or if you are a landlord and you own the property. Um, so pretty much what it's doing, it's covering medical payments, but any lawsuit that can future come. So if you own an asset, anyone can legally you know, put a liability um, lawsuit against you. So I always tell clients, let's just say a tenant comes over, a mailman comes over to a tenant's property, trips and falls on a water hose. Even though it was maybe due to him not seeing where he's walking, you or can get lo- you can get in a lawsuit. You have to pay all their medical if he had to miss work. So those are all the countless things that can happen. Okay. So liability insurance is a big part of it, not just the fire. Correct. Everyone thinks home insurance is fire, but there's a lot of coverages that homeowners do cover, and liability would be the most important part, I would say. Okay. So those are maybe the two big ones, liability mm-hmm. and fire. What what else is on there? Um, there's a lot of actually really cool perks of um, policies that um, it's always important to ask your um, local insurance agent. Another one that I don't think people really know about would be loss of income. So that's really important for um, rental properties. If you're a landlord and something happens where your home does catch fire and you're out financially seven months while that home's getting rebuilt, loss of rental means that the insurance company will pay you, if there's a lease agreement, will pay you that loss of income that the owner lost due to the tenants having to relocate. I have a friend who's in that situation right now. He had a rental property and he was getting about $1,400 a month income Mm -hmm. on it. There was a fire from about well gosh it's got to be over a year now but he's had all kinds of delays with supply Mm -hmm. chains uh, getting material out there it's still not rented so without that loss of income even though the insurance company is helping to rebuild it he would be losing that $1,400 a month income. Correct, and we don't want someone to lose their property over a hazard or peril that wasn't, it was preventable. So that's why the loss of income is important. It's not always guaranteed with your insurance company and on your policy, so it's always something to look into. Mm-hmm. How about theft and things like that? Yes, so theft is actually covered under your personal property on your homeowners, um, and it also covers you if you're moving. So a lot of people are moving, upgrading their homes. Um, while you're moving, your personal property is covered. Also, um, if you're traveling and you have your items in your hotel room and somebody breaks in and steals your personal property, that is also covered uh, inside and outside of your home. So it's not only personal property inside the home, it's where you take it. Okay. Um, how about like if somebody has how flexible can an insurance policy be? Let's say somebody has personal property and, for example, I have a very, very valuable to me beer can collection. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure we protect your awesome investment. So Yeah. <laughs> so some uh, things I always let clients know, too. So 
your homeowner's policy, I always use it as jewelry. This is another item with um, people is uh, I have a client who has expensive jewelry. They're inherited items. If they're priced over the base amount, which is for us 2500 you need to have those items appraised. Once you bring an appraisal, then I can have those items insured at that value. Some people have coin collections, stamp collections, art collections that they have. Um, as long as those items are appraised and you give your insurance provider or your in- local insurance agent the copy of the appraisal, those items can be appraised at that value mm-hmm. to make sure it's protected in your beer can collection. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Although, I mean, I think most people would feel like that would fall under the deductible amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not so. No, okay. yeah. Tell us about deductibles. Uh, it, and by the way, when you're comparing to our listeners, when you're comparing insurance quotes, don't just look at the bottom line and see $1,200 and $1,300. See how they got there. Yes. Deductibles is a big one. Yeah, awesome. And a lot of people don't really look at that, especially when they're price shopping. Homeowners uh, deductibles can go as low as $250 to as high as $7,500, which most of the time um, lenders don't require allow it to go that high over the $5,000 mark because that's what the client would have to pay. But that's the important, whatever the client feels best with, sometimes they have 250 ready to go. Sometimes people prefer a thousand, but the most typical deductibles on a homeowner's would be 500 to a thousand. Okay. And, and maybe a deductible for that client that I told you about uh-huh. that uh, was trying to hire a property manager. Maybe that's what he should have done is gone with a higher deductible Yes, because he obviously could cover that. Yeah. And that works for a lot of people. Um, A lot of uh, a few of my clients who own multiple properties, they tend to have, they own a lot of investments, so they'll have a higher deductible. So they have the coverage, but if they need it, they'll rather take a lower payment than paying the deductible. Okay. Brandon, as a real estate agent, how early in the transaction do you advise your clients to start looking into insurance? Immediately after getting into escrow. So once we have an accepted offer, uh, I will advise my clients to look into homeowners insurance for their property, for their new property. Uh, Typically, I do ask them to reach out to the lender and let them know that you're going to be shopping your own insurance. Sometimes the lenders will either do it last minute, go with a company that's not local, go with a company you've never heard of, uh, and you might be subject to, in order for that property to close, committing to insurance that you had no idea you could search for yourself. So the first thing I do is I tell my clients, you are able to shop and quote your own homeowner's insurance. Uh, and if you decide to go with one, you can let the lender know. And at that point, they can apply it to your home. Do you run into this, the misconception? A lot of times, especially first time home buyers are going to say, oh, my insurance is in on my payment. So they're assuming that the lender is going to pick it. Yes. It, it depends if how the communication goes. But yes, we definitely see that. Yeah. All, all right. Um, you also mentioned local why is it important to have a local insurance agent and i'm going to ask brandon first and then we'll go to madonna and you'll probably give us a 30 minute dissertation i'll I'll keep it short i'll keep it one minute okay Uh, it's like local real estate agents i mean you want somebody that knows the area you want somebody that's here somebody that you know drives the neighborhoods all of that 
but it's important to have local too because I feel like there's a lot of accountability with that insurance agent actually picking up the phone. Uh, you want somebody that you can pick up the phone that you can call that you might know is in office or is local. You could set up an appointment or a meeting with versus calling the 1-800 number and speaking to somebody randomly who might not be your insurance agent. So having somebody local is typically more knowledgeable, but sometimes you do have clients that they want the in-person meeting. They want to be able to pick up the phone and call their agent and not talk to somebody on a 1-800 number because it's not personalized anymore. So, yeah. But Donna, why should somebody stay with a local insurance agent? Um, just like Brandon had mentioned, uh, local realtors, they know the market. For insurance, it's the same thing. We have a lot of laws and a lot of things we have to follow. But as a local insurance agent, not only do I get to know my client, but I actually get to know what they need to have as insurance-wise. So homeowners is another big thing. Um, but having your auto insurance, you want to make sure that your whole, all your investments are protected correctly. So if you go with one company for home and you go another company for your auto, you might be underinsured on one point, which means uh, you're risking being in a lawsuit. So I always recommend um, having all your policies in one place, just so your ins insurance agent not only knows your lifestyle, but actually can insure you, not over-insure you, but not under-insure you the correct way for your family. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. Hold those thoughts because we are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And I almost hate getting into the segment and listening to that song, Happy Happy. I mean, it's that's an upbeat song. Um, okay, I would like to turn this over to Brandon Uribe now and kind of get into the local rental market. What, what are you seeing as far as that goes? I am seeing, in regards to homes... I feel like I'm seeing uh, very little availability of homes for rent and available for somebody looking to rent a home. Uh, that's just kind of what I'm seeing out there. I feel like you do have a lot of people that reach out, but there's not a lot of availability, at least with various people that I've talked to in that industry. It mm -hmm. seems like the home rental market is, one, it's very expensive, but there's not much availability for, for properties. And then as far as apartments, I mean, holy moly, <laughs> Madonna and I drive around and for fun, we like to play a game where we'll see a nice apartment complex and guess how much rents are going to be. And it seems like every time we're guessing, we just have to keep going higher, like 1100. No, 1200. No, 1300. He always no. loses. I always lose. <laughs> We just You're a smart man, Brandon. Yeah, I always do. You guys are going to be married a she, long time. She's always right, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. We saw one nearby where we live. We're off the Fig Garden Loop, and it was a one-bed, one-bath, 600 square feet for almost $1,600. And it seems like the availability of those is also very low. I mean, it's incredible, but for that you know, me being a real estate agent and, and Madonna knowing, you know, the real estate side of things now, um, it's incredible for just a few dollars more. You could you could be in a house. It might not be the prettiest on the block, but it's yours. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and you can make it the prettiest. On and the block. you can make mm -hmm. it the prettiest on the block. So, Your choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Madonna wants to chime in, but, uh, you know, 
she's she's so intrigued by it as well too just driving around and it's incredible how expensive rents have become here in fresno and i feel bad too i get a, a lot of clients who um, need renter's insurance for renter's insurance sometimes we need the contract to see their lease agreement and sometimes i've it's been really really in- crazy to see how much they're paying for rent the deposits um the requirements so it's also have it's been hard for people to be on a waiting list too they're on a waiting list to get certain apartment complexes um so it's we've seen that too and here's the to me the crazy thing because i i've been in the rental market and the home sales market for decades Mm -hmm. and even though sales has been a, a roller coaster ride it's got its ups its downs the rental market until 2020 was stable and i'm thinking how was it that the rental market stayed so so stable during the um the recession of let's say 2008 2010 11 how did that stay so stable and uh, i always thought well i think the difference is it the rental market did not have outside intervention mm-hmm. which is what outside intervention is kind of what caused the housing crises of 2008 and that was uh investor lenders get, uh, investing in subprime mortgages mm-hmm. causing foreclosures um uh, <coughs> government regulations saying uh build more homes so that ca- that caused a lot of it but that wasn't in the rental market now all of a sudden in the last two years things have really dramatically changed in the rental market. And I think also maybe a lot of clients um, that I've had, it was a good market to sell your home and there is supply and demand. So since a lot of clients sold their properties, therefore tenants had nowhere to go, there's not enough of rental homes. People were forced to go to apartments and that supply and demand made that apartment shift, I think. I think you just got it right there. Yeah. Supply and demand. (laughs) Yeah, and that all, supply and demand, always is what Mm -hmm. impacts price Mm -hmm. so um, a lot of investors thought this is a great time to sell because the market is up maybe it's a great time to sell because heavy-duty regulations are coming in from the state Mm -hmm. Um, well and how about even during the COVID period uh, that lasted a couple of years (laughs) Uh, you know the rent more uh, eviction moratorium Mm -hmm. people didn't have to pay rent if they had that valid reason but so anyway i think a lot of landlords did get out and now sold that home to maybe an owner occupant Mm -hmm. and um so the rental market is impacted Mm um are brandon are you are, are you seeing that where landlords are saying i want out of the single family residential rental market yeah i think that a lot of uh, property owners landlords decided that they wanted to sell their properties in the height of the market and one thing that i agree 100 percent with madonna that drove a lot of these these families renting out of the homes they were renting and into the apartment setting was that landlords knew that in order to market the property they it's more marketable when it's vacant one 
but it's also more marketable when you throw 10, 15, $20,000 into remodeling it and the, the tenants are, are out and throwing it on the market in the height of the market and get more bang for your buck that way, right? So I think that a lot of landlords saw the height of the market as an opportunity. Unfortunately, at that point, you can't please everybody. You know, the renters, you know, had to go in order for them to capitalize on the market, therefore driving renters who were renting homes into either other homes or into apartment complex settings. And so it, it was just a lot of things happening, but I have to agree 100% with Madonna where landlords were selling and, and renters had to find somewhere to move. And that was kind of the smart thing for landlords to do to, to, to get more bang for their buck out of the property. Unfortunately, you're displacing families who now are forced into higher rents in different parts of town or anywhere or not being able to find another home to rent is what, I, what I'm seeing. I mean, as a real estate agent, it's, it's really hard to, you know, to guide a client and say, this is where you go to find a home for rent. I mean, you have to say, try this property management company, try this one, try this one, try this one, see if they have availability. And a lot in the height of the market, a lot didn't have any availability. Um, mm -hmm. And if they did, you were paying a substantial amount for that rent. And unfortunately, there is not a all-encompassing mu multiple listing service for rentals. We will find some of them in our MLS, mm -hmm. um, but many of the property managers have their own pool of rentals, mm -hmm. and um, that's what they rent. They don't cooperate like we do on sales. Yes, exactly. You might see every now and then, like you said, on the MLS, an agent maybe posting a rental uh, of a property. I mean, here in the Central Valley, among what, 4,000 realtors, uh, I'm sure that you know there's going to be various contacts made with that agent renting that property, but there's no one-stop shop for that, unfortunately. It's come, it comes down to calling property management rental companies, finding out if they have availability. In most cases, they, I mean, they only rent what they have, um, so, you know, therefore it, it does make it difficult on us agents to kind of guide our clients to, hey, this is where you can rent for the meantime because we don't have that access or availability unless we pick up the phone and call everyone we find on Google, right? Yeah. Uh, which, which, you know, can be difficult. And then at the same time, how reputable is that place that you called? So I think a system where <laughs> we would have easy access to that as real estate agents would be wonderful to guide a client who maybe is looking for some temporary housing um, or something for, you know, maybe the long term, right? Uh, it's, it's hard when we don't have a system in place where we can use and we can guide. Okay, gotcha. Um, so what, what do you tell a, a, a client of yours who says, I, I need to, you know, I'm selling my home now, we're closing escrow this coming Friday, and I don't have anywhere to move. That, uh, how do you help somebody like that? It, and keep in mind, want our listeners to know, 10 years ago, that would never be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, that is. Yeah, um, you know, in cases, you know, if we make up a hypothetical situation, a family wants to sell a house in the height of the market, they have nowhere to live, but they're trying to maximize their top dollar by not renting back the property and they have nowhere to go, if they were to reach out to me, I'd very likely 
tell them to start looking into apartments because I think we're going to have a larger pool of availability with apartments in a short term period. Like in that case, I have one week to find somewhere. This is what I think you need to do. You need to go to different apart because with the home rental process, you're dealing and in the apartment setting too, you're dealing with an application. But with a home rental, I feel the application is lengthier and a longer time commitment. You know, homeowners don't want to rent their home out for a period of a year or less. You can catch in an apartment setting very likely a month to month or three months, six months, one year contract, which could work out in favor for that buyer. If you came to me with a emergency situation like that, I'd say, okay, what side of town do you want to be in? and look up apartments in that area because with homes, the likelihood that we're gonna find you something is not going to be very high, especially in a period of a week. And especially if you're not committing for longer than I'd say at least a year, you know? So if I had a situation come up on me like that, it's probably where I would guide my clients or I've had it before in these past few years where you have clients that have already agreed to move in with family for a short period of time while they look for somewhere to rent or while they look for another property to buy. Yeah. Um, I'm dubbing a new one called the pods and pop move. So, uh, and I do have a client right now who's three months in between mm -hmm. selling their place and their new one being ready. So they re they rented some pods, moved their stuff in there mm -hmm. and they moved themselves into pops place. So oh, remember like that, yeah. pods and pops. Oh, yeah. And pods are becoming extremely popular. We actually have somebody down the street from our house where they have a couple pods out in front of the property. I think they're remodeling it to move into it, I believe. But, hey, they have all their stuff there. And it's a good it's a good way to not take up someone else's storage. But, too, you know, I know that that system, the way they work, is pretty efficient. Yeah, it sure is. With that, we are going to our next commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us, we have Madonna Fernandez of AAA Insurance. She is an affiliate member of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And then also Brandon Uribe, who is a realtor with Via Rio Estates Realty. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> finally nailed it. <laughs> finally nailed it on the last segment. Mm -hmm. And it's not that hard. <laughs> it's like my last name. How many people say mispronounce it, say it wrong, spell it wrong? And come on, it's about as easy as they come. <laughs> all right. Um, and, and also, uh, Brandon was the chairperson for the Young Professionals Network, a, a part of the realtor organization just a few years ago. I, I, I felt re really cheated that year that I didn't get to be the YPN chair, and you got it. Uh, <laughs> it is it an age thing? No, not an age thing at all, Don. Uh, it's actually, I would say, uh, young in the industry, you know, more geared towards young in the industry, education based, education focused, opportunity focused for new agents on involvement at our local association. And uh, YPN does a lot of giving back to the community and have 
done some really awesome things with backpack drives, uh, Thanksgiving meal drives, um, community cleanup services with One Fresno. I mean, they are a very active committee at our local association. All right. And Madonna, you were on the board this year? Um, I served last year as the affiliate chair. Um, and like Brandon was saying, it was an awesome opportunity. I got involved um, as an affiliate with uh, Fresno Association of Realtors, and I got involved in YPN. Um, I absolutely loved it, uh, being a part of it. And actually, I learned a lot. It taught me a lot about my community. It helped me get involved a lot more with the community. Um, this month with YPN also is their month of giving. So it's their backpack drive. Last year, we raised over 680 backpacks. So I know they're working on that goal this year. Um, John, speaking of YPN, you are our amazing speaker at our Lunch and Learn with your awesome PowerPoint there. So we really appreciate that. The awesome PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah it, I it was still... very creative, I will say. Well, what happened? Um, so <laughs> kind of like his the beer collection can. It was very, uh, you know, very different. <laughs> he had a folder and, um, you know, the awesome thing was the next slide was ripping pages off a notebook. So, yeah. yeah it, so it we was not so digitized. Much. Not digital, but you know what? We learned a lot more that day and we are forever grateful for that. Well, and the whole point of that, Madonna, was uh, you've probably seen thousands of PowerPoints. Boring. You'll always remember mine. Oh, we know every data. Um, we love your graphs. Your <laughs> graphs are very uh, lively, animated. Color, a lot of color. We love that. Yeah, I colored them just before the uh, the event. <laughs> yes, we love the shading of the reds and the greens. So White Pan loved that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I enjoyed doing that, too, and um, that, that was fun. And what I liked about it in a serious mode is that I loved looking out there and seeing about, what, 40 or 50 attendees trying to learn. Yeah, it was a sold-out event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst thing possible would be that you have all these younger, newer people in the industry, and they think they know it all or, they, or they're not trying to learn. Yeah. Uh, but they were out there. They're, they were wanting to get good information. Yeah. And hopefully in my PowerPoint there was some good information along with all the bad jokes oh yeah there was both of everything <laughs> <laughs> all right um so why is it that the two of you get involved at the association and try to give back if i could ask you each to give me an answer um i'll start really quick because uh, i'll go fast um so for my degree was actually in marketing. So that's what I graduated with my degree in. And I always loved talking to people, being involved in community. When I became an insurance agent, I knew I wanted to get involved, um, but I didn't know where to start. And so when I went to a few events, um, Brandon actually got me more involved with uh, Fresno Association Realtors and I loved it. I love that everyone can be involved in their own way. There is different um, leadership opportunities involved. Um, but it's awesome because you can get involved however much you, you, you like what's good for your schedule. But everyone is so eager to learn, so knowledgeable, but everyone is so helpful. And it's community. And I think people forget that sometimes that it's it's about sales. We're all in sales, things like that. But I just love how when I go there, I don't feel like it is part of sales. I feel like it's part of community, knowledge, and actually helping people. So Right. Sales, sales would be a competition. Correct. And yet, at our association, there's a cooperation, not a competition. Correct. So why would someone from another company 
try to help one another. And, and like Brandon and I, te mm -hmm. technically we're competitors, but we cooperate more than we compete. Yeah. You serve your community, so. Yeah. Yeah, you serve your community. You serve your, your clients at the end of the day. I think that's what it was for me getting involved at the uh, local association, the Fresno Association of Realtors, being involved in a committee such as YPN, and then from there moving on to another committee like the Education Committee, providing, in a sense, education opportunities for other agents, which for myself, it's educating other agents to how to be, how to be better with their own clients. Uh, and with a few years of being involved at the local association, I made my way uh, at getting involved with the California Association of Realtors and, and really seeing how us as realtors, we will refer to ourselves sometimes as the realtor party. Uh, we, we work hard and we fight for things that favor our clients and home ownership. Um, and going to that next level and seeing that we are the front line as real estate agents was really the big impact for me. And, I have a lot to learn. Uh, you know, I have a few years in the industry, but you have to learn a lot from your past to determine and to realize how you got to where you're at now in the climate of real estate. So attending annual meetings at the state level and sometimes even the national level, us as realtors are fighting for home ownership and we're fighting laws that might prevent home ownership or might prevent somebody from wanting to become a homeowner. Um, and so we kind of keep that dream alive. Uh, and I think once I got a little bit more involved where I could see how we impact at that next level and we can bring that down to our local association, I think that's really what did it for me. And I see myself being involved for a long time because it's nice to go out and see that what you're doing actually has an effect on your daily business, you know? So it's a, it's a little bit extra. It's, it's all volunteer. I know, Don, you've been doing it for, for quite some time, but you know the impact that us as Realtor members at meetings make for our clients and for home ownership. Yeah, I, I remember ah, probably four or five years ago, I got on a committee at the National Association of Realtors Conventional Finance um, Committee, and we helped draft a, um, a an opinion that went to the Senate, uh, Senate committee, and a new law was passed based on that recommendation that wow. we made, which, I, I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't anything earth shattering, but it was something that certainly created more availability of uh, finance for home buyers. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we're after. We're trying to, you know, create more availability of that, maybe more homes, more apartments, um, tr trying to help our community that way. Yeah, and fight roadblocks that are out there sometimes too. I mean, you have your constant issues that might come up year in, year out. And being a new realtor, you don't know these things that are happening until you get a little bit more involved. And you get as involved as you want to be. But yeah, it's like you said, you know, that, that one little little item is now something that's stamped in history and is going to play an effect into home ownership and, you know, defeating roadblocks and being involved at the local level. It's not even being involved necessarily as a realtor at the California Association level, maybe locally here in Fresno, you know, just in the community. I mean, that has a huge impact. And that's why I think what YPN does and Madonna getting involved and myself being involved, you can get involved however you like. You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily maybe the more political side. It could be the community service side, make an impact there, maybe just at the local association, being part of a committee that focuses on community outreach, you know. Um, but 
Yeah, that's kind of what I have there. All right, we only have about a minute left. So Madonna, 30 seconds or less. What do you want our listeners to remember most about the insurance side of our conversation today? Um, make sure you ask questions and it's okay to say that you do not know what your declaration page means. It is okay that we mail them out and we bug you, but if you don't know what it means, I highly encourage you to ask us because I actually love explaining it to clients. Um, they learn a lot more and they actually know the value behind it. So ask those questions um, and review it with your agent and review it at a local level, meet them face to face or have that phone conversation. All right. Brandon Uribe, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's discussion on real estate? I would say that if you're serious about buying a home right now, might be a good time to to look into it. You know, reach out to, you know, a realtor, reach out to a lender, reach out to somebody who can help you. There's a lot more opportunities for home buyers right now to possibly become a first time homeowner or upgrade their property uh, and no need to be discouraged. Uh, in this market simply because I would say we're seeing a slight a slight turn uh, for the better for, for, for buyers. I like that, for the better. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. And um, let's take all this good advice we got today and go out and be better homeowners. So thank you very much. And we'll be back again next Saturday. Thank you. Thanks for having thank us, Don. You.